Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And we're back for another episode. Last week, we talked all about our must-have materials. So if you haven't taken a listen to that, I highly suggest you go listen. Come back. And if you can think of your must-have materials, DM us or email us or comment on one of our posts because we would love to share those. Yeah, that was such a fun episode. We were even just saying we didn't have a ton even planned for it, but we ended up talking so much about it because we could go on and on and we'll probably do a follow-up for that one. Yeah. So today is kind of going to be a whole hodgepodge of ideas as well, but holiday related. So we're really excited about this one. Um, We know that December, I was just telling Rachel, I feel like December for me, and I'm sure a lot of people is kind of like the burnout month of the year. I got back from break and was just like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) how am I going to make it through these next three weeks? (laughs) Um, and I'm sure a lot of you guys feel the same way. You're not alone. It is totally typical to feel like this. I think we're just, the kids are burnout. We're burnout. It's Mm -hmm. hard to keep them engaged and everybody's just looking forward to a break. So, um, we have a few things to share with you. And if you guys have any great holiday themed activities, we would love to hear them as well. I know I'm always looking for new things. Again, I was just telling Rachel, sometimes I don't do that much for holidays because I'm so burnout. So Mm -hmm. it's always good to find new ideas. So my first one that I wanted to talk about was virtual backgrounds, actually, because I know that a lot of you guys might be going back to telepractice this month. Um, you might still be in telepractice. You might be doing a little bit of both, but I have found some really great virtual backgrounds courtesy of the green screen group. If you guys aren't in the green screen, virtual learning SLPs group, please be in it. It's, it's so amazing. Good. Oh, yeah. it's great. And if you haven't listened to our play spark episode, do that as well, because, um, we learn a lot about green screens in there and the great thing is you don't need a green screen. I didn't use a green screen. I just used my virtual background. Zoom allows you to have that virtual background. And there's a lot of holiday ones that bless your hearts. SLPs are posting for free and it's so great. And so I just did one with, um, presents that you got to like open presents and there were like themed things that came out of it. So like a reindeer and a gingerbread man and all these different things. And then I also did one with a Christmas tree, uh, decorating a Christmas tree, which was was really fun. So a lot of open-ended situations here. Um, I feel like that is kind of typical too for our holiday themed activities. There are a lot of open-ended things that you can pair whatever you are usually doing for your goal with this new activity. So for example, today I worked a lot on Arctic with, with my Arctic kids. I did, um, the Christmas tree. So adding an ornament for each word and sentence they said, Um, but that it's fun. It makes it different and it's so low prep. You don't have to prep anything. You just, your background is your engagement. So it's a lot of fun. I love that. And emphasis on the no prep. Yes. Because (laughs) crazy town. I was just thinking, so we got back from break and next week, no, this week progress reports are due. And next week I have two nights of parent teacher conferences. And then the week it's like one thing after another. And it's always like that. Right. And every year I feel like 
I'm sure you are. And I always say to myself, I'm going to be better. I'm going to plan better. And it's just, it's a lot all at once. Everything snowballs into one final week. So for sure. So one, the first thing I wanted to talk about was actually something I found my first year and I found the original idea, I think on teachers pay teachers. And I think I even bought like a companion pack to go with it, but honestly, you do not need that. So it's, I think it was called like shopping for sounds or something like that. And basically what it was, was an SLP. So I brought in a bunch of sales ads, right? Like the super exciting ones that you look at on Black Friday when you're a kid and you're like, I want this and I want this and I want this. So I brought all of those in. um, Or even now this year, I got the big, thick Amazon toy book, which is like the holy grail of Christmas shopping or whatever holiday you're shopping for. Um, So I bring those in and we go shopping for their sounds and they look for words. Yeah, I know. That's so (laughs) fun. What a good idea. Yeah. So it's good for the students at kind of every stage Mm -hmm. in the articulation. So like those students that are even having difficulty discriminating between two sounds, I've used um, this activity with them and, you know, substituted the sound that they think it's for. And then am I really talking about the same toy? And they find out that I'm not. Or all the way up to, you know, maybe they're getting closer to sentences and generalizing. I'll have them make like their shopping list or their wish list of things that they want. And then we'll write out sentences. Or if they celebrate Christmas, maybe we'll write a letter to Santa, including, you know, the toys that they want and whatever. So I love that activity. It was super cute. That's amazing. Well, and I'm just thinking because I'm mostly virtual at this point, um, you could even bring up an elect. Electronic oh, yeah. version of an ad. Like you can easily do that over telepractice. Mm-hmm. And that's so fun. I love that. I love it because yeah. it's super engaging and the kids are like, yeah, I want to look at Fortnite toys right. or hatchy moles or whatever's cool this year. Right. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my go-to. I've also used it, it doesn't necessarily have to be um articulation based. We, you could also use it for like WH questions, um, or EET things like that. So I love that. I love it. I'm going to try it. That's amazing. So something that I always did in normal times, I know COVID will not allow anyone to do this this year, but for future times making Christmas cookies, Mm -hmm. uh, I know that our clinic always had a Um, our outpatient clinic had a room set aside for making Christmas cookies. So um, I would literally turn that into my session. It's a great way to target sequencing, even narrative. So like, what am I doing and talking about it, asking questions um, and then them answering WH questions, describing. So you could even use some of your EET tool about the cookie, about the frosting, about the sprinkles. There's so much you can do with it. And all the while you're making this really sweet Mm -hmm. holiday Christmas cookie and then they get to eat it after. And it's so cool. And again, I know COVID will not allow for this year, but for something to think about next year, Um, And I also know that there are some free ABC, yeah, ABCYA exclamation point has a cookie decorating vert like game basically. So it's really cute. And all you do is 
you pick like your shape of cookie, you pick your flavor, you pick your frosting, your sprinkles, whatever. So that's a good way for 2020 making yeah. cookies as a reinforcement. You can still do it online as well. Um, and again, there's so many ways that you can incorporate some really good language goals into that. And even our tick goals, if you want to use that as a reinforcer. So just something fun. I like that. So I never did the cookies thing, but I did it with hot chocolate. Ooh, yeah. Um, and we see like, first we would talk about like, what, what do you need to do? And then go through the whole sequencing process and kind of tie it together at the end. But then they're so excited mm-hmm. because like you just said about the cookies, they have this like special treat yeah. at the end. So my first year at working at a school, actually, I did hot chocolate too. And it was because I had found, I remember this teachers pay teachers activity. It was like hot cocoa something. And it was like a, it had a bunch of hot, it wasn't about hot chocolate, but it was like talking about the main idea of things. Mm -hmm. And there were these little flashcards with like marshmallows on it. Every time you got the marshmallow, you got to put one in your hot chocolate and it was cute. cute. So you can always find um, like paper copies and electronic copies of these things. I know mm-hmm. that we can't actually be giving our kids a lot of sweets and things just because of uh, health reasons right now, but yeah. you can always find some fun ways to kind of fake it. And if it's over telepractice and their parents are okay with it, ask if their parents will give them something on the side while you're treating. Or you can even recommend it to the parents as a activity for them to do, you know, over the weekend or something like that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, That just made me think that um, I, a couple years ago, off of Teachers Pay Teachers, again, I got this really awesome hot chocolate um, EET set and each mug was like a different object, had a different object on it. So like a football and then every, um, you know, circle, if you guys know the EET process, so like green for group, blue for do, et cetera, each of those were on a different thing that you could add to your hot chocolate, like a marshmallow or, um, chocolate or a cinnamon stick or things like that. So maybe next year when this isn't an issue, that would be fun to do to see how many things they could add into their hot chocolate. What a fun group activity too, especially if you have some big groups, like, Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next thing I have is not necessarily an activity, but I was trying to think about my December and my January, because January is a little crazy too, even though like you come back from a break, you kind of like have to hit the ground running. And um, I know this year I'm going to have an intern, so I'm going to be spending more time with like getting him or her acquainted with, you know, this is what speech therapy looks like in the schools. So I like to plan my weeks by themes. Um, and usually in December, I'll do like a week of holidays. So we'll talk about, you know, Christmas or Hanukkah or Ramadan or whatever you celebrate, um, Kwanzaa, things like that. But my other themes, I usually do snowmen because kids love snowmen. I'm, you have to remember I'm elementary. So that's like a very big thing still. Um, Arctic animals and then gingerbread men. Those are like my kind of four go-to themes that I love because you can stretch those through all of winter. Right. Definitely. I, I feel like I usually have a Santa like slash reindeer theme too, Mm -hmm. to add to it, especially like getting up into the Christmas season. I know not everybody celebrates Christmas, but most kids know who Santa is and it's just kind of a fun thing to bring him around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I love that though. I, I think themes really drive sessions and I think it's really helpful to, to know what you're even looking for. So if you have a theme in mind to be able to go on TPT or boom cards or wherever to kind of get that going, cause there, you can always find something. You just have to have an idea of what you're looking for. For sure. So my next thing is I'm all about the low prep again, because you know, my month is crazy. So I really love doing, I know Rachel talked about this in a previous episode, like, uh, I don't remember what episode it was, but basically having a bag full of items, like a mm-hmm. mystery bag full of items. And it, it was probably our EET episode, actually. I think it was. About yeah. It. yeah. So, um, you can do this for Christmas time. So grab a stocking or grab a Santa hat. I've done it with a Santa hat a lot. And I think that's fun. Um, because you don't think of a Santa hat as being a bag. And so they're like, Oh, that's cool. And you can put objects in them or in it, you can put little flashcards. If they're doing our tick, you can put really anything you want in there, um, to again, have it be a mystery bag and they don't even have to look at it yet. They can just feel it and maybe try and guess what it is first. Um, again, I guess thinking safety wise germs, maybe they're not sticking their hands in it. Maybe you're just giving it to them, (laughs) but still it's fun for a low prep activity to grab some items you already have and throw them in a stocking that you can bring from home. You don't even really have to go out and buy anything for that. Um, I also am always a huge fan of those daughters. So there are themed daughters. I use them for Halloween too, like just a pumpkin that has the little circles in them. And then you just grab, um, I know they sell, is that what they call them, Rachel? I think they're called Dauber. 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 I don't know that it matters. Yeah. Yeah. Daubers. I, I don't know. They make dots. So I think think the original purpose was bingo. Yes. Yes. For bingo. Exactly. And it was to make the dot on the bingo spot. So it's, it's a marker, but it only is for making one dot. So, um, I love using that because people have been super creative and made figures that have these dots or these circle spots in them so that you can dot on them Mm -hmm. with that marker and they make them in Christmas trees and snowmen and gingerbread men, any of the themes that Rachel even just said Mm -hmm. you could use as a really easy open-ended activity. Again, I used it with a pumpkin and a ghost for Halloween. It's just a super easy thing to do again with something that you already have, um, because you easily just print it out and then grab those markers and use some of the flashcards that you're working on or just some new stimulus words, whatever it is. But again, all about the low prep activities. There's three for you. (laughs) Yeah. My kids also love those. And I actually found cool, like sparkly ones. And those were really fun. I love that. That was an Amazon purchase. Nice. (laughs) Um, The next thing I have on our list, and we talked about this, I think during our Halloween episode, I mentioned sweet Southern speech. Um, She's on Instagram at Ashley Rossi SLP, but she's amazing. And I think she does this every single month. Cause I know she did it for October and I just saw the December one, but she posts like a free therapy theme slash plans for the month. Claire, have you seen these? I have. And it's incredible. Seriously. Like so much stuff. It's on, there are so many awesome resources. She breaks it down to like week one, two, three, four gives you very general activities for language and breaks it down into smaller categories, stuff for 
um, social pragmatics and then stuff for Arctic. And it's amazing. So I highly suggest you check out her website because I follow her on Instagram, but I've, I'd never gone to her actual website, which I did today. And I was exploring and she'd post so many cool things, which is awesome. But another thing she posted was using an advent calendar, which I thought was cool. And this is not only for people that celebrate Christmas. I know typically an advent calendar is tied into, um, Christmas and the holiday and all of that, but <clears throat> how she uses it is she found a kind of like a 3D one from Target that you can put objects into the little boxes. And she actually took the boxes out. So you basically have like the skeleton frame of it, but she put different things in each box. So she put like a little thing of Play-Doh and then a couple little figurines and then one of those pop animal poppers that have the ball in their mouth and you squeeze them in them. Anyway, so she filled the whole thing with super cute little trinkety things and she uses it for all of these different targets, which I love this idea. So she uses it for yes or no questions like, do you see a blank? or WH questions like where is the, or what do you see in number two, right? Because they're all usually associated with one through 25. Then she had um, prepositions. That's another perfect one because, you know, they're all stacked on top of each other. And then EET, which I feel like EET is the easiest thing to tie into anything that you're picking. That's kind of the joy of, um, those targets. But I thought that was such a cute idea because it's kind of like outside of the box. You could even make it as like your countdown, right? So like, I think we get out like the 18th or something like that. So you could do boxes one through 18, like your countdown until break. And then you use that for all of those different targets. So I thought that was super cute. That's yeah, that's amazing. And that's something too, that you can probably continue to use for a little mm -hmm. while. Cause it sounds like there's endless things that yeah. you can use that for. You could probably continue to use that for another month even. So there yeah. you go. There's your January stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Kind of going off of EET. Um, I know Rachel and I are huge advocates for EET. We use it in a variety of ways, but I think one of the easiest ways that I have kind of made for myself for EET is I have a binder with, um, each holiday. So this goes for all holidays, not just the Christmas or, um, winter holidays, but also for like St. Patrick's day and Easter and, um, what just happened? Halloween. Sorry. <laughs> Losing my mind. Uh, so I have a binder that has little tabs for each holiday and I have printed off lesson picks or you can use board maker. I have lesson picks. So that's what I've been using, but board maker would work as well. So just little pictures that go along with each holiday season. So for the winter months, you could do um, not just holiday, but you could do winter. So I know in my December, I think I have them mostly labeled by month actually right now, just cause it's easier for me that way. Um, but I have a snowman and snowballs and a coat because it's cold mm -hmm. usually depending on where you are <laughs> um a tree an ornament things like that and i use it um i have velcro strips on it and so i just like put them right on there 
it's literally the greatest thing that I ever did for my future <laughs> self, because I already have this pre-made activity for yes. at least a week and I have it for every month, essentially, or every, every month that has a holiday at least. So I just pull those little flashcards off and I use it in my EET matrix or in my sentence scripts or whatever it is, whatever level that child is at in their EET learning. So expanding expression. Um, we work on categories, descriptions, where you find it, all of that. And again, I never have to prep it. It's just really easy. So I think making that those kind of things, um, if you make something, and I know we've said this before, but save it, laminate it, because if you can, you can reuse things, it's okay. Your caseload is going to change. You're going to have new kids and you will thank yourself if you have all these pre-made activities for later. It's great. Oh yeah, for sure. I have like four bins kind of for the four seasons mm -hmm. and yeah. I just like keep loading them up. And then I'm always so thankful when I like, when I get to my Valentine's day, Ben, I open it up and I'm like, I have all of these awesome. It's like a present. Yeah. Yes. You're like, I have so many things. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next thing, cause I know we always touch on books a little bit. I just pulled my four favorite books that I usually use in December. And those are the mitten, which is awesome. There's tons of animals in that. So, um, for your kids that are really engaged with animals, that's typically what I use. Um, there was an old lady who swallowed some snow love that series. My kids love that also. That's really good for sequencing um, and WH questions. Um, Gingerbread Man Loose in the School, which might be my all-time favorite. My kids love it. And again, during a normal year when we're in school, what I'll have them do is they can make up a story about if they were a gingerbread man and they got loose in a school, where would they go to? And then they'll write their little story, draw their little picture, and then say they say the library, we'll go to the library and we'll tape it up outside. And then, you know, so on and so forth. And then the next time I see them, there's going to be all of these awesome pieces of artwork where all of these gingerbread men escape to. And we kind of go on like a scavenger hunt or a search through the building to see where all of the gingerbread men ended up and tie in whatever they're working that way. They love that. They think that's like the coolest thing ever. I actually got the idea from my kindergarten team. They do that each year. So it's super cute to see them taped up all around the school. But the last book that I have, oh, Snowmen at Night, super cute book. I know that's a series too. I'm not sure how many of them there are, but that one is really cute because they talk about all of these different occupations that they do and different things that, you know, the snowmen do at night when they kind of come alive and cause a little bit of trouble. So uh, those are my four go-to. There was an old lady who swallowed some snow is like my favorite. Mm -hmm. I use it every year. I have a, I have one copy yeah. and I continue to use it over and over and over mm -hmm. again. Um, it's just funny and it's a classic, but it's changed from the yeah. fly that she swallowed in the yeah. spring and now it's the snow. So yeah. it's just kind of fun to play off of something they already know. The other thing is for all of those books that I just mentioned and probably a ton more, like maybe your favorites that you, you use during this time, if you go to Teachers Pay Teachers and type in like the mitten and then you type in like speech therapy companion, mm -hmm. a million things come up to the point where I saw one that was like 64 pages Gosh. of all of these extension activities and they have like everything from our tick 
receptive, expressive, pragmatic language, all of this awesome stuff. So if there's a book you guys like to use, check that out because I'm positive someone somewhere has already made something for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, going off of that a little bit is if you want to find books online, Vooks, V-O-O-K-S, virtual books essentially, um, is a really good resource. I was just looking actually on there now and they don't have any of their holiday or winter books on there. It's still like all Thanksgiving themed. Mm -hmm. So keep an eye out on that though. So um, this right now we're not quite in December. Tomorrow is December. So keep an eye out for that in the next couple of weeks, because they are continuously updating Mm -hmm. their site and they usually have really, really cute books. And I always use, I used, um, Rachel, did you see the happy Thanksgiving curious George one? Love. Okay. Henry, Henry's obsessed with curious George right now. So yeah, we saw that. It's so cute. So cute. So they, and they always have that came out like two weeks ago. So they're always updating with new books, um, that are books with the V and essentially they're just like little videos and they're really, really cute and engaging, especially for kids over telepractice. I was looking, um, and one of them is called, and the people stayed home. I have not seen it. I just saw it now and it's about the coronavirus. So I think for some of you guys that maybe, I know I've heard some schools, um, again, transitioning back into telepractice. Like maybe you were able to go back and now you have to come back home and teach from home. Um, that might be a really good thing to target or to bring Mm -hmm. up in December because it might be a while until you see your kids. So making sure that you touch on like what coronavirus is and kind of talking about it and talking about, um, why you have to stay home and why it's important and, um, why we're not going to be going back to school or whatever it is. I think that's something really important just to make sure you touch on kind of going off of holidays, but, uh, going along with the telepractice situation as well, boom cards. I will always say, look on boom cards for anything. It's similar to teachers pay teachers. What Rachel was just saying, you type something in and there are pages upon pages of things. Um, there are so many SLPs that have adapted to this telepractice lifestyle and have so graciously created these boom cards for us. And they're also really easy to create. I've created a couple on my own, just from stuff that I knew I wanted. Um, and it's just super easy. I have a couple holiday themed, like, would you rather for the holiday season or holiday WH questions or holiday, um, different articulation sounds. And they're just really easy to find. And if, if they do cost something, it's usually like a dollar. So it's not, it's worth it for the time for being able to just conveniently bring something up. So just make sure you look on boom cards too. That could be a really good way to just lesson plan your whole session with some kid. Mm -hmm. And they, I'm shocked at the amount of people that make free ones, like awesome free ones. Amazing. Yeah. Right. My library is so full. Mine too. (laughs) Yeah. Mine too. Um, okay. So the next thing I wanted to talk about were just two games that you can kind of work into anything. Don't break the ice, which is always a crowd pleaser there. I think there's a five below version where it's a penguin and the penguin's going to fall off the ice or something like that. But, um, you know, it's the, uh, square blue, I don't know, thing that holds all of the ice blocks and you have to chop them down. So I love that. And the other one is dreidel. I have like fond memories of 
my teachers in elementary school, you know, when we were going over different holidays and stuff, teaching me how to play dreidel. And it's so fun and so simple because, um, if you guys aren't familiar, basically you spin and you get a different symbol. And based on that symbol, you either do nothing or you take some from the pot or you have to give some different things like that. And I play usually with little things like M&Ms. Um, so if you are in person still, this would be fun because that is something that you could monitor and do safely in little cups or whatever. But those are kind of like my two, I couldn't think of any other board games. I looked up, I tried to Google it too, and nothing really came. That's so funny. Cause I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, Hmm, I wonder what other board games yeah. I can make into. And the only thing I found was if you have anything frozen themed. So mm-hmm. like the movie frozen because of the snow, that yeah. could be a good winter themed one. I know, um, it's, we have one that's almost like a candy land sort of, but it's frozen themed. Um, oh, but candy land use- would be good. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's would be good, good too. Or, um, uh, what's it called? Yeti and my spaghetti only because oh. Yeti is kind of like an Arctic yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, that's a fun one too. Yeah. There's, there's so many. And honestly, I, when I, was in person. I just went through games like crazy and you Mm -hmm. can incorporate, you can incorporate games with something holiday themed too. So like maybe you brought in your stockings or your hat or whatever, and you want to put the spaghetti pieces in the hat or stocking and they have to pick them out. There you go. You just made it holiday themed. You know, you don't have to do something so crazy. And I think most of the things that Rachel and I have talked about are things that you already have or can Mm -hmm. quickly get for free online. So, um, don't stress out. I know when I first started, I stressed out about doing amazing holiday things, but we're really all just trying to get by this month. So just make it fun and do it with something you already have. It's so much easier. Yeah. I was looking, I think everything so far we've said is free. Mm -hmm. Um, unless you want to buy like companion packs and stuff like that, but honestly, you don't need to, if you took, you know, if that's, if you want like no prep, if you right. took like five, 10 minutes, you can get, um, whatever targets you need. But yeah. also I, I guess the only thing on our list would be books. Just remember your local libraries because yeah. you can stock up on so many amazing holiday Even thrift books. I haven't tried it yet, but Rachel, I know you have, <laughs> I, love, I just got so many, did you? Yes. Winter books, Aww. uh, for Henry. I know they're so cute. I love thrift book. So you guys should definitely check that out also. Um, the last thing I have on my list is sensory bins. And if you're virtual, that would be a little bit hard, but if you're in person, one thing I love doing, so I'm in Michigan and there's snow in the winter. So if you're in like Arizona or LA, I'm jealous of you because (laughs) you don't have freezing cold (laughs) winters, but, um, you, I usually I'll get some actual snow and put it in, you know, one of those like shoebox size plastic containers and then fill it with like the little plastic, um, trinkets that are the sound or whatever you're using it for. And kids love that. They love being it. They think it's so fun and just so different. Yeah. They also sell like fake snow I was like say, that fake, from the dollar store. You can find yeah. it for like a large bag of it for a dollar. 
For sure. But I was trying to figure out how to kind of adapt this because I am strictly teletherapy right now. Mm -hmm. And I have the Osmo, which basically turns a tablet into um, a projector. So anything that I'm kind of doing on my desk, they can see it's projected onto the screen. So what I thought of, and I tested it out and it actually works pretty well, is still take the same plastic shoebox size bin, fill it with cotton balls. That Mm -hmm. can be your snow. And then you can kind of hide your little targets in there or your little plastic pieces or however you're using the activity. And when the Osmo is, you know, the camera is facing onto it and projecting it, they can see tiny little glimpses of the um, toys or trinkets that you have in there. And they love that. I feel like it's just as engaging. It's maybe it's not as fun because you don't get the hands-on part of it, but I feel like it's just as engaging because they're so interested to see Mm -hmm. what's under. And I kind of love the idea of sabotage in this situation, because if they're telling you right there, right there, and you, you know what they're going for, right? Like maybe it's a red Lego, which you can clearly see, and they're kind of describing it, but not really. And you go in a totally different area that kind of helps them um, in a roundabout way to figure out a different way to describe it. Or you can give them targets, like maybe you're working on prepositions, um, And you can give them targets like, is it next to, or is it underneath something like that? So remember sabotage in the strangest way can be a really useful tool. That's huge for teletherapy because I feel like so many that every day, that's what I hear that one, that one right Mm -hmm. there. And with telepractice, I truly have no idea what they are talking about Mm because I can't see what they're pointing to. So it really requires me to expect more out of them because if we were in person, I might just Mm -hmm. let that go. Like, Oh, you want that one? Great. But it gives you a lot more opportunities. Um, and that Osmo Osmo, right? Osmo. Yep. That's something really good to have on your guys's Christmas list. If you are interested, I know I've looked into it, especially if you're going to be telepractice, at least for the next couple months, it might really be worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, Rachel, you have like a cool little how-to tutorial on your Instagram. Yeah. I, I showed how to use it for a book too, because, um, you know, sometimes, you can't find the book that you want on books right. or YouTube or I, I've been having a lot of issues with getting the sound to transfer yeah. through with books. Like I can hear it, but they can't, and it's mm. really quiet or whatever. So I do have a quick little tutorial if you guys need to uh, figure out how to use it, but it's super easy to use. And I, it was not expensive. I think the whole set was like $50 or under because you're just buying the base and the reflector. Now they do have extension packs, um, where you can like learn how to code. And I think there's like a chef one and stuff like that. But, um, as long as you have the tablet itself, that's like the expensive part. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's a really good thing to have. I've been looking at it. So maybe I'll put it on my Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Um, we came up with so many awesome ideas and I was making a, Claire could probably see me. I was like making a list at one point. I definitely want to try the virtual backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I love the lesson picks idea. I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to start, we have board maker, but I think I'm going to start like building my arsenal of all of these pictures I can use. I'm excited for the shopping for sounds with so the art, with the ads. Yeah. I think that is genius. And I'm probably going to start that tomorrow. I think that's so cool. 
Yeah. So if you guys are listening and you're like, oh my gosh, I have an awesome activity that would totally fit right in DM us or comment on one of our posts or email us. Cause we would love to share your ideas. We love hearing from you guys. Um, about different activities, or maybe you heard something and you're like, I do that too. Let us know. We would definitely love to share that because the more the merrier. And I love easy, no preppy things, especially during this like stressful time. Definitely. For sure. So that wraps up this episode. Thanks again for joining us so much. And as always, you can find me, Rachel on Instagram at super sweet speech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speechissupersweet at gmail.com. You can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you give those a like and a follow. And don't forget to check out our website, which is letstalkaboutspeech.com. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in the Ohio area is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me, kindlyspeechllc at gmail.com. And then Rachel and I have an email for the podcast if you want to email us with suggestions, ideas, or if you or someone you know would be really good to have on as a guest for us. We would really love to hear your ideas. Let's talk about speech podcast at gmail.com. Um, and you can email us anytime with those. Thank you so much for listening. We have some really special guests coming up for you guys in the next two weeks also. So teasing you a little bit with that, but make sure you tune in. Bye guys. Bye.